Howdy, howdy, my friends, and welcome to episode 192 of Keeping Up with the King. This is Matthew chapter 18, and this is, I think, a super important section of scripture to be aware of as a Christian. I think these are things uh, that th this should be in your back pocket. You should be aware of this one and ready to, to uh, apply it um, at all times. Some people would call this like uh, the church discipline um, section of, uh, of the Bible, uh, I'm not sure that that's necessarily 100% accurate, although it does talk about that. Um, but uh, talking about how to deal with issues, interpersonal issues. And even though uh, this uh, this section is talking about something um, that's maybe uh, not for every situation, um there is an application. So hopefully that'll make sense. So anyway, let's read it and then we'll talk about it. So uh, starting off verse 15, it says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. But if you will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let it be, or let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. All right, so um, there's some great principles in here for practice. First of all, he says, you know, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. All right, first of all, this doesn't mean that every time anybody does something that offends you or harms you or hurts you, or somebody does some sin that you think, you know, oh, that guy lied to me or that guy um, was unkind or he was rude or whatever, that you need to go to that person right then and, uh, and confront them. Uh, I think what we're talking about here is more the idea of, um, kind of what we see in first John and that that's that practice of sin. Your brother is, does this thing to you. Um, if your brother has a fault between the, the, the number one thing is you go to them, right? That's the number one thing. If it was a little thing, if they were rude, go to them and talk to them. In fact, he says, go uh, tell him his fault between you and him alone. All right. Now the last part here is going to give us a clue into the motive, right? If he hears you, you have gained your brother. That is the motive. The motive is to reconcile, to gain your brother. Now, me personally, every time somebody has done something that was maybe a sin against me, I didn't feel the need to go and confront them about it. However, sometimes there's those things where that person has done something that's, that's a big thing, a harmful thing. Sometimes it's something that has happened more than once. It's like they're continually doing this thing. And that's when I feel like, hey, I've got to go talk to this person about this. this you know, I've got to go have a, a chat. Um, because the goal is to reconcile the relationship, right? So first thing, it's between you and them alone. It's not, I'm going to go talk to a bunch of friends and get advice about the situation. It's not, I'm going to go on Facebook and post why are men such idiots, you know, or why are women such, you know, idiots? Um, because then you just have people thinking, oh, what does wife do? What her husband do? You know, whatever. Um, instead, 
it's supposed to keep the circle small. Keep the number of people involved small. And there's lots of reasons for that. Uh, one reason is just to protect people's reputations, right? Because the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. If somebody sinned, you don't need to announce it to the whole world. Now, there are exceptions to that. Um, there are exceptions about, you know, if there's an elder in the church that is that is caught up in a sin. Again, it's not just, oh, he lied one time, but it's a, you know, you have an elder, an elder that is caught up in sin. You know, maybe it's in a, you know, a situation with adultery or um, stealing from the church or whatever. It does say that they should be, um, they, they should be rebuked in front of everyone so that the congregation should fear. It's not, and we've seen this far too much in our culture today, where there's been some pastor that's been caught in some sort of sin and the leadership of the church for the sake of maybe the church rep, church's reputation, they try to cover it up and they try to keep it quiet. They try to take care of it without, you know, without people knowing. And then when people find out, it's, it's a disaster. So there are those cases, but the generally, generally speaking, you and another person, the, the, the prescription is go to them alone, go to the, them alone with the motive of reconciliation. The whole goal is to reconcile, to bring back the relationship, to, uh, to offer forgiveness and receive forgiveness. Um, that's, that's the purpose, the motive. And I think it's important that when you go to them, that you go to them humbly. This is something that I talk to uh, my staff here where I work about a lot is if you've got a problem with somebody, go to them and you don't go with an attitude. You don't go with the attitude of, I don't appreciate how you've been talking to me and I don't appreciate the way that you've been treating me and I don't appreciate because then it's all about you. It's not about the relationship. It's about you. So instead you go to them humbly and say, hey, look, I don't know what's going on, but I think we need to have a little, I think we need to talk because I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Did I do something? You know, did I do something that upset you? Did I do something to offend you? Did I do something? And going with that humble attitude of maybe, maybe you had a part in it. And maybe when you come humbly and say, hey, did I do something? They go, yeah, you did. And then they unload on you a bunch of stuff. And maybe the stuff they unload on you is true. And you get to go like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And hopefully they go, I forgive you and you reconcile the relationship and maybe they lay a bunch of stuff on you that's ridiculous and you're thinking to yourself that's ridiculous and you've got to bite your tongue on the that's ridiculous stuff and say all right well how do we fix this how do we work this out you know and with again the goal being reconciliation but it says but if you will not hear you so you go to your brother about this sin and they won't hear you they don't want to listen then he says, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Notice he says witnesses, right? So it's find other people that have seen the same thing. Find that those other people you know. Don't go, hey, do you know anything about this? Do you know about this? No, it's find people that those people that you know have witnessed it and say, hey, I need to go talk to this person. I've talked to them before and they did not receive it. Can you come with me? Now, they may say, well, no, you're wrong. You're in the, you're making a big deal out of nothing. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, you're going to go, 
the two or three witnesses because they may tell you you're wrong. And if you're wrong, well, that's something you need to know. And if you get all mad and bent out of shape, well, that's your issue. But when you take them to, you know, take that them and you say, hey, the three of us care about you and we're concerned about this and we want to talk to you. And maybe at that point they go, oh, it's not just a personal vendetta. This person's mad at me. I've got three people here that care about me. And that's got to be utmost. We care about you because that's the goal. The goal is we don't want you to be caught up in sin. Yeah, you sinned against me, but who am I? The sin is going to harm you. You know, as we talked about last time, Romans 6, you know, if a Christian continues to sin, they experience shame, slavery, and death. Those are all bad things. So then what if they won't listen when you bring the three? Well, then he tells you what to do next. He says, if he refuses to hear, tell it to the church. But if he refuses to even hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. So there's a couple things that we're clued into here. Number one is let him be to you as a heathen and a tax collector. So what he's saying is this is all about dealing with a brother who's a believer. Um, this does not necessarily work with somebody who's not a Christian, because if you bring it to the church, they don't care because they're not a part of the church. Secondly, he's not saying get up in front of the church and announce it to the church. That's not your role. What he's saying is bring it to the church, bring it to the leadership of the church, bring it to the leadership of the church. Now I've heard plenty of times people say, I brought this to the leadership of the church, but what they meant was I talked to one elder and they didn't do anything. But that's, I don't think that's a good idea. I think the better idea is to meet with the elders, plural, pastor, and share this is the issue. This is the issue. And again, they might tell you, no, you're out of line. This is not, you're making a big deal out of something that's not. And you may disagree. They may say, no, you're misunderstanding the situation. Um, they, but they may also say, yes, this is a problem. And so they might call the person in and say, look, we understand that you are caught up in this adulterous relationship, or we understand that you are um, living with somebody you're not married to. We understand that you have been continually stealing from people, or you've been running your business in a way that's dishonoring to the Lord and dishonoring to his, to his church, and you've been you know, lying or whatever. And they may at that point go, oh my gosh, you're I'm so sorry. Forgive me. And again, you've, you've reached the goal, right? That's the goal. Reconciliation, reconciliation for ultimately between them and God. And secondly, between you and them. But if they won't hear you, he's not saying kick them out of the church. But what he's saying is let them be to you as a heathen and a tax collector. The idea is let them be to you as an unsaved person. Let them be to you like someone on the outside, an unsaved person, a non-Christian. Let them be to have that mindset. They are not living as a Christian. They are not receiving correction. And so don't treat them as a Christian. Treat them as a non-believer. Treat them as somebody who doesn't know the Lord. It doesn't mean kick them out of the church because we don't kick out people that are non-believers. We are treating them as if they don't know the Lord because they're living as if they don't know the Lord, because it's quite possible that they don't know the Lord. And here's a little thing for you in case you've never heard this before in these last 12 seconds, sinners sin. It's what they do expect. In fact, a sinner to sin. If they're not a Christian, 
what's your expectation of them? Well, I would expect them to sin because that's what they do. Remember, all of this is with the goal of reconciliation. It's not that you be vindicated. It's not that you get the I was right, they were wrong badge on your chest. It's our relationship is restored. Their relationship with the Lord is restored. If it was, if you know, if they're caught up in some sin, it's probably it was probably strained. So that's the goal. Reconciliation. 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 God bless you.